Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cloud Conversations. Peter Rising here, and I am absolutely delighted to be joined by my good, dear friend, Rue Campbell, who we've not seen on the show for a little while. Rue, you've been on a, a little bit of a, a much-deserved break. You did sort of pop back and uh, meet me in person at South Coast Summit back in October of last year, and we did the show then. But um, it's great to see you, my friend. It's great to have you back on the show. How have you been? Yep. You too, mate. Thank you. Uh, it feels weird being back on, but I did get quite excited, you know, about getting back into the old podcasting thing. Uh, so yeah, I just had to take some time off, and there was yeah. a few things going on in the personal life, uh, but hoping to get back into the show and meet some uh, interesting guests uh, like Dwayne, who I'm going to introduce to folks just now. Uh, so Dwayne, been on the show before, but being uh you know being captain hyperscaler that he is he doesn't sit still and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about now that we didn't have to talk about last time uh probably the most qualified person that we've ever had on the show and we've got him on twice mm. so for those of you that don't know Dwayne uh Dwayne Natwix is a global principal cloud security lead at Atos Global uh and like I said he's probably the most qualified person we've ever had on the show so rather than round off all his qualifications and what he does I'm going to hand over to Dwayne to introduce himself. Dwayne, how are you doing? Oh, well, thank, thanks, Ruth. Thanks, Peter. Great. Yeah, great to be on again. Uh, yeah, it's probably been a year or so since I was mm. on the last time. And yeah, some things have changed. Uh, I'm now uh, the cloud security lead at uh, Globally for Atos, uh, a, a global systems integrator, Microsoft, AWS, Google partner. So, uh, you know, I kind of got my, my dream job, uh, about six, eight months ago to be able to be, you know, in uh, help with the strategy, with the direction around our cloud security practice and and to do a lot of a lot of advocacy around cloud security and Atos. So uh, so, you know, really excited to be in this position now. Uh, I'm a, uh, also, you know, recategorized as a security MVP with Microsoft. Um, also a security and identity community builder for AWS. So, uh, so, uh, so I've kind of branched out and, uh, and I'm now a, a multi-cloud influencer, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, lots guess. of, lots of good things and, and have gone and have gone vendor independent a little bit too. Cause I got my, my CCSP from ISC squared and I'm a, wow. uh, nice. And I'm an authorized instructor for that, for the, uh, for those courses now, as well as my, my, Microsoft certif certified trainer aspects. So, so yeah. Cool. Good Enjoying stuff. doing, yeah, doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like you said, I, I don't, I don't know how, how I find the time, but yeah, I don't seem to stay still. I know the feeling. Yeah. Know the feeling well. Because <laughs> I guess you're in quite a unique position then amongst kind of, you know, uh, like MVPs. And so far as you do have that multi cloud balance to you right like a lot of us speak for myself probably speaking for peter and the rest of the guys that mm. do cloud conversations we are firmly in that little microsoft bubble and we maybe know a little bit about the other stuff but we got our comfort zone right how did you kind of start looking at aws and what did they do right that or what do they offer that maybe microsoft doesn't maybe talk us through that a little bit um yeah uh you know i buy just by the you know by the sheer you know when i went to moved on from being at a microsoft learning partner to going back into being part of the managed service provider csp kind of world uh a little over a year ago i, I went to cloudreach 
and CloudReach is primarily an AWS uh, uh, managed service and cloud migration provider. So, um, so I was kind of kind of thrown into the fire of just needing to refresh my knowledge. Uh, back when I started in cloud, uh, one of my first cloud certifications was the AWS Cloud Practitioner. Uh, but then I quickly moved to doing uh, to doing Azure and just you know as as you both know once you start doing the role those role based exams they just it's a snowball rolling downhill <laughs> so so i just continued to continued to do that and continued that being my focus uh you know being microsoft and then you know i spent a couple of years as a as a you know full time trainer uh with a learning partner but then decided i want to get back into you know back into product and product management at a csp and uh you know fell into working with somebody that I worked with at a previous company. He had an opening on his product team. So got into that and yeah, had to, had to really learn up on AWS rather quickly because that was their, their number one with uh, Azure being number two. Um, and what I, the approach I kind of took in learning AWS was, was looking at it through a Microsoft lens uh, and looking at what they do, uh, you know, what they do differently versus, you know, from an architecture standpoint versus Azure and kind of use that as my, as my uh, springboard point to kind of, kind of learn, learn the differences and learn the differences in terminology. And I, you know, I've kind of created a study guide for everybody on my blog when I, when I did it, you know, that was solution architect, AWS solution architect from an Azure perspective, you know, as an Azure, mm -hmm. as an Azure solution, solution architect and that. Got to do that now with the from the security piece just to understand that and there, though there's a wealth of differences between right, you know, from a security perspective when you're thinking architecture uh it's not that much different but from a security perspective uh just the the maturity and the approach is very different especially when you're thinking like identity and access management there's a lot of differences mm -hmm. in how uh it's very it's much more policy policy driven in AWS where, you know, where Azure AD is much more permission based and role based a little bit, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's a much different structure uh, around it. Uh, yeah, I think probably because of Microsoft coming from, you know, the active directory uh, yeah. world, you know, it made it made it a lot different. And, and it's mm -hmm. a lot, you know, makes it a little bit more a little bit different for me to comprehend, you know, you got to change your comprehensive comprehension perspective as you architect those things. Right. Yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, AWS is something that many of us haven't really looked at before. And I guess when I think about identity and permissions management, certainly from my perspective, it seems that Microsoft, they kind of own that space, right? You have a few other players out there, you know, companies like mm -hmm. Ping, Okta, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Amazon, they don't offer their own, identity platform right do they or is that a misunderstanding in my part well they have they have their identity and access management capabilities within the platform but uh you know and and there's still multi-factor authentication through you know through the native uh the native aspects but uh but yeah from a from a from a, like an identity provider perspective it's not as rich obviously as like azure ad being really an identity provider, uh, you know, a cloud identity provider. Um, it's, yeah, AWS isn't as rich as that. Uh, and, you know, 
working with AWS, AWS recognizes recognizes where their gaps are versus what Google has and and Microsoft has also, uh, and you know how they need to, you know and filling those gaps. And a lot of times they do the they do that with you using third party having those third party relationships, like you said with Okta or even with Atos. Mm. You know we have we have our own products as well as providing. Uh, providing services uh, that we uh, that we utilize and you know kind of layer on top of AWS services also. Right, cool, good stuff. And so I guess that kind of brings me on to the next point and something else that you've spent the last uh, few months. Uh, well, probably more than a few months now uh, writing and then publishing was uh, the book, the SE one hundred exam reference guide. Right, and um, maybe yep. uh, you know Peter might be in a better place to talk about this than myself because i sat this <laughs> way back in the bet the beta phase and pro tip for everyone if you ever get a chance to do a beta exam you definitely do it because i can't say for sure but i feel like they take it easy on you when they're doing the gradients <laughs> i felt like i felt like i, I would love to think that's that true <laughs> yeah. you feel you feel yeah. you're one of those social promotions is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i got lucky i guess i'm sure you did our, i'm sure you did fine no. on your on your own but the, the, yeah the one thing about beta exams though you got to be ready to wait right <laughs> right yes months oh you don't, right. Instant, you don't get that you don't get that instant you. you don't get that instant gratification of your results mm. Exactly. Uh, that's one thing yeah, I found yeah. about AWS exams. You still got you got to wait like forty eight hours before an AWS exam before you find out your results on an AWS oh, really? exam. It's not that I didn't realize that until I took Ooh. one, and they're like, "Yeah, you'll know in forty eight to you know forty eight oh, hours or so." <laughs> like, oh no, I want to know now. Yeah. Yeah, but your your book, Dwayne, your SC one hundred uh, exam guide, Microsoft. Let me see if I get this right. Microsoft um, certified cybersecurity architect expert. Uh, they do like their long titles, don't they? Yeah. Um, I'd really struggled with this exam. It was way out of my comfort zone. And I think uh, it took me three attempts to pass it. I failed it on two occasions. That's only ever happened to me once before. Uh, every other exam I've been fortunate enough to get through the first time. And it, I believe it's because this exam is very, very heavily weighted on the Azure side of things, which is not my area whatsoever so i perhaps foolishly went into it having already done the sc 300 which is the identity and access and the 400 which is the information protection i've yet to do the 200 that's the last one i, th I thought i like the look of this title i got i got sucked in by the title i want to be able to call myself a cyber security architect expert and share that badge <laughs> and get, get all that right. lovely warm fuzzy feeling that you get so i went and did it and and i had I didn't get through, and I thought, okay, oh, that's fine. I, I, I get where I failed. Um, and then I took the exam again another couple of weeks afterwards, and I got exactly the same score again, which has never happened to me before. <laughs> so I failed it twice. So I took stock. I thought, right, refocus. Give it a while. Go off. And then your book hit me. You very kindly shared uh, an advanced copy of your book, which I'm super grateful to you for because it helped me to understand the technologies that I wasn't working with being a Microsoft 365 guy rather than an Azure guy. Cause I didn't know my arc from my uh, WAF from my Azure policy to <laughs> um, the, the thousands of Azure this and Azure that, that there seemed to be. And I think that's all it really was knowing which product did which things and your book mm -hmm. explains that so, so brilliantly. So if you're listening or watching and you want to take this exam and you're, um, need to understand how to apply the technologies, then Dwayne's your guy. This book is awesome. So thank you, sir. I appreciate you got me through with a with a very decent score, I have to say. I never like sharing scores because I always think it makes people very 
com- too competitive in one way or the other, but uh, it, it got me through. But um, but yeah, I, I, would you think it's a fair assessment that that this exam is? I view it as being almost seventy five percent Azure focused, and maybe twenty five percent M three sixty five focused. It's very Azure heavy, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. First of all, thank you very much for the kind words, and I'm super happy that my book played a part in you passing that, passing that exam, because, you know, as a, as a, as a writer or teacher trainer, you know, that's, that's where we get our, we, we get our warm and fuzzies is, is from, you know, from hearing others having success Mm -hmm. from what we've taught. So, uh, so I really appreciate that, but it's interesting that you brought that up because um, I was an SME on the development of the, of the exam. And, Mm -hmm. and that was something that when we were going through the objectives and, uh, and the, uh, and the items for the exam was exactly that was, was that Mm -hmm. there isn't a whole lot of Microsoft 365 on there. There's, you know, probably, probably the most is probably in the, you know, uh, in the, in the thinking about risk and compliance areas, right? Because purview has such a, such a strong play across platforms, not just in 365, but also really Azure and AWS mm. kind of start to, you know, becomes kind of a multi-cloud compliance uh, platform to a degree and hopefully hopefully gets even more so going forward. But but it is, you know, and and I think I think a big reason for that is obviously it's an architecture exam and mm. there isn't much architecture for, to Microsoft 365, right? The architecture's there, mm. it's built, the applications are there. It's just, you know, okay, data protection, you know, data compliance and identity protection, you know, and so that yep. which identity protection, you know, Azure AD and Entra fall over over that is an umbrella over 365 and Azure anyway. So, uh, so you have to know that. So yeah, it does come across then uh, as as very Azure heavy, and I think that's just yeah, like like I said, it's strictly because because it's the architecture. That's that's what you're securing mm-hmm. is the architecture, where Microsoft has the has that responsibility for the most part in 365. Uh, so that's that's why it kind of comes off that way. And yeah, it's and I can understand somebody that's that's in Microsoft 365 all day and not in Azure, kind of finding finding that struggle. You know, and it goes back to what I was saying about you know moving to doing an AWS architecture exam versus an Azure architect exam. It's a terminology mm. and an understanding what does what, you know, if you're not from a networking background or an infrastructure background, you know, you've got to, got to bridge that, uh, bridge that hole uh, for this exam. And that's, uh, that's what I'm, I'm glad to hear that I was able to do that for you because oh, completely. then I've, <laughs> then I've, no, then I've you... done, then I've done my job. So I got, got my, got my, you completely right have here. my uh, friend. You completely have. Oh yes, there's, show it up for all to there, see. There, there, there it is. That looks very shiny. I'm liking the good. new style yeah. that Pact Pact have for their for their covers. They've changed their mm-hmm. packaging a, f- a few times in recent years, but I'm really liking this. I uh, I'll hopefully have another one myself quite soon, but that's another story. But uh, but yeah. Uh, that, well, this is yeah, my, this is you, my third this is my third one, mm-hmm. and probably uh, I feel I feel it was the most challenging one as well. I can um, well believe you know, it. Even the, if, just because it's it's architecture and th- 
theory rather than doing. Yes. You know, I did the, I did the SC 900. I did the fun, the fundamentals exam was even challenging to a degree when I did the SC 900 Mm. book versus the SC 300 for the identity and access, because, because the the identity and access is so practical and you, you know, Mm. you, you're writing, you're writing labs and exercises and, Mm. you know, screenshots around how to do this, you know, the fundamentals exams, you got to keep it high level to, you know, how you describe and what this does. And then the, the SC 100 mm. was, was that theory that, okay, this is how you apply and, and de- mm. design and, and go from there. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of, of here's how you do things. Uh, mm. You know, it's, here's how you, here's how you evaluate things, or here's how you look at things in Microsoft Defender for cloud or Microsoft Sentinel yeah. Um, yeah. or, or how, you know, here's how you, Here's how you apply zero trust to, you know, to your identities or your infrastructure, or your data and networking. It's not as much of, of here's, you know, here's what you're going to do because you got, and you got to stay away from that too. Yeah. <laughs> so was, I'm so pleased you said that. I mean, that yeah. Really pleased you said that because when you said the word theory, I was about to say to me, this book is exact word I was going to say is much more theoretical. Uh, and that's exactly what I needed because I didn't understand the technologies. I didn't know what Azure Arc was or did. I didn't know uh, in depth the, what Microsoft Defender for Cloud did or all the other technologies that you explain so well from a theoretical point of view. It's exactly what I needed to understand where they fit and when they would be used. And that helps you to answer the questions to understand um, you know, the, these questions that you, that you get in the exams that we're all used to. Uh, oh, yeah, that's got to be it just made it so much easier for me. To, yeah, it's got to be that. Uh, and half the battle is always eliminating the wrong answers, isn't it? As much as yes. knowing the right ones. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it was it's absolutely brilliant. And I think uh, there'll be many, many people who will will benefit from it. I mean, from my own personal standpoint, I, I, I'm an M365 guy. I, I wanted this. Uh, I just really wanted it to set myself the challenge. I'm very unlikely to ever do anything in the Azure space. Uh, so I'll probably lose all that knowledge very, very quickly. And come the renewal, I'll be I'll be swatting up and trying to... But the renewals are a much easier process and, and very, very fair. And uh, I, I like how they're done, so... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, even yeah, you, you, at least annually you'll get you'll get back uh, back some uh, Azure knowledge. Yeah, right? <laughs> it'll yeah, keep it'll keep fine. me fresh. I mean, I'll be able to hold a conversation with customers if they if they start asking that rather than just saying I'll pass you to our Azure team. I can talk a little bit more <laughs> about it now at least, which is always a good thing, right? Right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I totally agree with you guys because see, I found the I did my first round of renewals or might be my second actually. I did them just the other week like four or five to get through, uh, like for the information protection exam and stuff like that. And they are quite useful because I, I went in kind of dreading it. I was like, oh, great, just, you know, 40 minutes of my time ticking boxes. That's not going to be fun. But it is quite useful for, one, because it's open book. That takes that alleviates some of the pressure. But two, it does actually keep you in the loop with regards to what has changed over the past 12 months, right? Because there were questions in there mm. about stuff that, Frankly, I had no idea about it. And these were changes and you know things like adaptive scope and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that we've moved away from that kind of traditional, you know, what was it? Every few years you basically have to go through a fully proctored exam, right? And everyone gets stressed out doing those, especially when they're doing from from home and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the new strategy that Microsoft have got behind this annual renewal process is, I think it's for the best. It's, it's quite a good system. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, it, it's, it, it serves twofold. Uh, like all the points that you said, uh, Rue, uh, you know, are, are, um, are valid. I think it also, um, it also gives, uh, Microsoft the, you know, people want to probably get more Microsoft certifications with the renewal process being so smooth and easy, uh, where the other, the other hyperscalers require you to take the full exam every three years. And I think Microsoft has never really done that, even like with the server, like the MCSE and those MCP exams that they used to have, they just do an update exam, right? They, you know, if right. 2000, yeah. if 2000 moved to 2003, they do a 2003 update exam. You didn't have to redo across all of the, you know, the eight exams that they required you to take to get your MCSE or whatever it was. Uh, and yeah. that, that kind of kept me away from, kept me away from doing those types of exams back then because I was more of a more of a solution engineer uh, and doing those hands-on deep active directory type of exams and things like that I stayed away from and you know and but they still did as updates rather than doing it as you having to take these exams over and over and over again on a three-year cycle I you know yeah a one-year cycle is a, a little short because it seems like I've finished my cycle of exams and I start then getting my six month <laughs> my six month yeah. notifications I've, I've I've realized I've got I've got 12 role-based exams role-based certifications so so I'm like on a rolling month month every month getting getting <laughs> these <laughs> getting these you can't get away from them I, I posted something just to get people's people's thoughts on it it's like if you're not applying it do we, is is it worth it to put you the, the time and stress into these these assessment exams and I'm like you know and uh because I, I had the teams one coming up and I'm like teams administrator I'm like I don't do any teams administration. I'm like, do I need this sort of need to have this certification? I'm like, oh, I'll give it one mm -hmm. shot. Pass it the first time anyway, so I still have the <laughs> certification. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't tell, I don't tell anybody I'm a Teams administrator. I don't tell anybody I'm a developer, <laughs> even though I have the developer associate. I'm an architecture and security guy. That's <laughs> that's my area. So <laughs> it's a good question because I guess. Uh... The more search you get, the more renewals you got to do, right? And that's just going to eat into mm. your time. So it's a good point about letting some lapse if they're maybe not so relevant to the day to day. I would, I would hate to let one lapse if I'm honest. Even if yeah, I was never I, using I it, I still feel bad. I still feel bad. I let my data scientist one lapse uh, the oh. first year. I I forgot right. completely about it, and it kind of got buried in my inbox. And then it then oh. the, the date ended, and so I let that <laughs> one go. Yeah, so that one. Uh, that's the only one I've let go and right. uh, and probably won't bother to take it again <laughs> because it's a very that's that's a very difficult exam. Um, bet, yeah. So uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, so that's kind of like the that balancing act of of where, you know, do I want you know, do I want to let an exam that I spent a lot of time preparing for lapse, even if I'm not applying it on a daily mm. basis. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I guess uh, the other question that comes to mind is, are you a. Do you kind of leave it to the last minute? So, you know, you get that renewal email so early, you get it six months early, right? And I'm kind of like, I just keep kicking that can down the road and I'm like, yeah, I'll mm -hmm. do it. And then three days before it expires, I kind of panic and think, oh, geez, I better hurry up and do this. 
uh are you a bit more organized or do you just kind of could you go I, so I, i'm uh I, I don't know if organized or or obsessive compulsive is the word for it <laughs> because, <laughs> because i don't like it sitting in my inbox i want to get it out of my inbox so so generally what generally the first time i try it i'll i'll try it while i'm like watching television at night and i'll just right. you know i might be watching a sport you know watching watching a sporting event on television and i'll i'll take it on my phone because the, the nice thing about it is it does interface pretty well on the, you know, sometimes web, web uh, traffic, you know, web browser traffic doesn't yeah. work really well on a, on a, uh, you know, on a smartphone, but, uh, yeah. but these work pretty well. You know, the, these assessment exams go pretty fluently on a, on a phone browser. And so I'll give it a try on, on my phone. And then if I, if I feel that I haven't, you know, if I didn't pass it and feel that I need to do a little bit more, um, you know, look up some look up some of the questions as I'm going through on uh, on Learn Docs. I will, uh, I'll you know, give it a try like during lunch one day. But usually, yeah, I haven't let any of them go too far. I think my develop again developer associate. I think I was in my last like 30 days, probably last year, in getting that one. But but most of the other ones that I'm pretty comfortable with. I think the one that popped up this week is the Azure Administrator. I'll probably like this weekend when I when I'm sitting you know, sitting in my chair, I'll probably give it a, give it a shot and, and, uh, see if I can pass it. If not, I'll, yeah, take a, you know, take some time during lunch and try and get it done. But yeah, I don't, I don't let it get to that, that window. I, <laughs> I I'm too, I'm too, uh, too obsessed, too obsessive about things to, uh, to let things, <laughs> I can't procrastinate. That's, that's, uh, that's more for my wife. My wife's that side of the that side of the that side of the the couple. <laughs> she, we balance each other out, right? Yeah, you, know, you, you you balance each other out. She's she's the one that's always late and always last minute on everything. I, you know, it's funny when you when you look at when when I look at my kids, especially my daughter, who's at university now. She kind of dances. She's kind of a little bit of both. Like some things that she some things she obsesses about and has to get done now but she'll also procrastinate on other things. So she's, a, <laughs> she's a mesh of both of us. She's got both of us, both of our terrible traits. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want the, the worst of both and the best of none, right? That's, <laughs> that's well, she's, she's super smart and she's super smart and motivated too. So she gets that, gets those good traits too. So gets that from me. Oh, yeah, there you go. Good stuff. I think I'm somewhere in the, between the two of you and that I don't do my, I've got one, just came the other week. I think it's my team's admin associate, whatever it is, six months notice. So I'll, I'll probably do it about three months from now, but I'm not going to do it straight away because I think that's ridiculous how soon that's come. But um, but I, you're going to nail you're going to nail that one. You're going to nail that one, Peter. That one has a lot of purview based questions. <laughs> I just did that one like a month ago. I was like, I, I you know, oh, it, cool. I was like, it really, it was around. There's so many questions around compliance on that on that renewal. It was, yeah, uh, it, which which made it more pertinent to me than than what I thought it would have been. You know, in terms of you know external users and things like that. It was a lot of stuff around around compliance yeah. and data compliance in there. So I liked. I actually liked the renewal exam for that one. Awesome. Yeah, I, I it feels like I didn't do that one too long. Maybe it's not that one because I feel like I just did that one. And yeah, you're right. It did have a lot of compliance stuff in and uh, I, I should very much hope that I'll pass it because I, I co-wrote the book for it with uh, Nate. <laughs> 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 It'd be embarrassing if I, if I didn't pass that one. But um, but yeah, maybe I'll take you a little tip though, because I'm always a little bit bored when I go on the school pickup. Um, maybe I can sit in the car and do it on my phone. And There you go. 
Yeah, it might be a good little way to, to while I'm waiting, renew an exam. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, go. I never thought about doing it on the phone. That sounds good because I do find that the, the Learn website does work quite well across different platforms. Like I use it on my iPad quite a lot and it scales mm -hmm. to that side, you know, reading the docs and everything uh, actually works quite well on that. I never thought about doing exams on it. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, one other thing I wanted to run by you, Dwayne, was uh, something kind of uh, maybe like our listeners know, but then also just kind of out of my own personal interest. Uh, one of the things I noticed that uh, you manage is called the Pact Security Pro community, right? And I think you and I maybe spoke about this a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. but maybe you could just kind of let us know what specifically that is, because, you know, Pact obviously is this publisher, uh, push out a tremendous amount of books. So how does the community aspect of that work? Yeah, so they have a Discord community, uh, and uh, and we um, and it started out, I think, with a newsletter that Pact was putting out to the Security Pro community. One of the one of their uh, one of their writers uh, was you know doing this uh, this Security Pro newsletter, and they created this Discord community. And they uh, they you know because I had written couple of security books for them. They asked me if I would be interested in, in, uh, in managing that community. So, uh, so we've grown, I think, I think when I took it over, we were around 200 uh, users or so. Uh, and I think we're up closer to like four or 500 now. Uh, so, so we've grown quite a bit. Um, uh, you know, I've, built it around different things around certifications. I put, I'll, I'll share people, you know, call for speakers if anybody's looking to do that. You know, it's, uh, you know, I treat it very similarly to any like a LinkedIn group or something like that, where, you know, mm. where we try and keep it, you know, keep it community based, you know, uh, you know, keep a good, you know, inclusive environment, you know, use it for sharing information. Um, so, uh, you know, so th that's really what it's, you know, what it's, foundation is where uh what we're trying to do with it um you know some different things also that i need to do a little bit more of in here is uh is doing some like more book sharing and kind of book club kind of stuff in there um to kind of keep it uh you know kind of keep it fresh and do some different things on there which uh hopefully i'll i'll do over the course of the of the next uh, year or so to get uh get more uh you know, maybe draw some more people in and and make it uh you know make it make it uh, more applicable to people's needs cool sounds good well what we'll do is we'll uh we'll share the the link to that uh discord server we can put that in the, mm. the description things of the of the show and make sure that folks can hook up to that and um, and just to clarify then is that that's not going to be is that exclusive to the Minecraft stuff or is that basically anything no no i've got i've got an area yeah it's it's any hyperscaler so yeah cool Cool. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, we will definitely share the details of that, I'll, but that sounds awesome. I'll put the join, I'll put the join link in our, in our chat so you can grab that. I set a non-expiring link in there to join the discord server. So definitely, uh, definitely want to grow, grow the community, do, uh, do a little bit more, uh, with it over this year, over this year. I got a lot of, you know, MVPs and community leaders that, you know, probably have been on your show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, cool. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're trying to because I've had a bit of an absence from the show. I'm trying to kind of build up a, a pipeline of folks to have on the show, uh, and it's it's just going to be all defender guys. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, everyone, but 
it's just it's defender, defender, defender. That's, that's this is be. good though. This is this is why we've got the hosts that we got because we've now got right. this balance yeah. across the team, and uh, we've got this. Uh, everyone can take a break like you've had, and others can step in. And I should take my own advice because uh, I just keep going, going, going for some stupid reason. But that's just my nature. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't I don't know when to when to stop, but uh, the rest of the well, team yeah, sure. mastered that. Well, I guess on that point, Peter, you've got a new meetup group right maybe we're talking about that a little bit oh i do yes that's right i mean something that anyone who knows me quite well uh will know about me is that i'm very passionate about mental health and well-being um so i've just announced on social over the last couple of days as we we record this a new meetup group which is the tech community well-being check-in it's something that i'm doing alongside fellow mvp uh jessica white Jess is a former guest of of this show. You can go back and and see when we interviewed her a few months ago. I think uh, she was on with me and Kat on that episode. And Jess is wonderful. And uh, I think both of us have got our own stories about how things that have affected us in terms of our um, discrimination and mental health and anxieties and um, all sorts of stuff. And I just wanted to create a, a, a space, a safe space, if you like, where people could come and check in and uh, and speak in confidence. So it's going to be hosted on Teams. We'll, like anything else, like this podcast, when you and I started it, Rue will, Jess and I will sort of learn as we go. But the first one, we're just going to set the scene on March the 6th when we launch it um, and introduce ourselves, what our vision is, uh, anyone wants to talk about anything we're not going to record it much like we don't record the security and compliance user group that you and i do with alru uh because it's very important that that's private and confidential people should feel that if they are going to share very personal things that yeah. they can do in confidence so um but no really passionate about um doing something in that space to, to support the community and it doesn't have to be just the tech community i mean anybody's welcome but um uh, i don't think there's enough awareness of a lot of these subjects and um i'm hoping that we can get a lot of people interested in coming to share their stories and realize that they can do and they're not alone if they're suffering with uh anything that that's that's giving them trouble in their in their day-to-day lives um because there's a lot of stresses a lot of stresses the world's been a a topsy-turvy place for the last few years with pandemics here and and uh wars there and uh going from those sort of global things to uh economical challenges which has led to many many i suspect all of us on on here will know somebody who's been affected by the recent layoffs at microsoft in particular but also amazon and google Uh, i i've got many dear friends who've their their roles have been wiped out at microsoft and these are people who've been at microsoft for many years and it's horrible to see um so, so yeah, I, 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 this is a very, very passion project for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of many spinning plates that I've got um, that my wife just face palms at me. Because uh, when I announced it on Twitter <laughs> last night, um, she said, because uh, she... I have to go on Twitter to find out that you're doing another user group. And I'm surely I told you about this. <laughs> I'm sure I did. It might have been about six months ago that I sort of floated the idea, but um, so, so so yeah, I got in trouble for that. But um, that's, that's, a, that's okay. But when I started my when I started my podcast at my company, uh, my daughter my daughter uh, found out about it on LinkedIn and and 
and mentioned it and my wife's like oh, oh you're doing a podcast <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, i can just picture um, the reaction oh. at home uh where your wife must have oh peter's got another idea oh dear <laughs> oh and I, i'm not done well, I, I, lo- I love i love what you do peter uh, yeah, and how absolutely. open you are about the about the mental health and the mental struggles and and things like that and um we're mm. we're dealing with something similar here this week. Uh, my daughter goes mm. to university at Michigan State, and they had a shooting two days ago. Uh, oh, and no. so, like Monday night, we we're like making sure she's okay. She's trying to find out if friends are okay. You know, they had uh, had somebody randomly, you know, shoot eight people and kill three. Uh, and wow. you know, and she barely slept that night. You know, she was hiding under her bed for four hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Before, while this person was at large on camp, you know, on camp, on campus, or in the in the air, in the vicinity, and uh, and she came home yesterday morning. She's like, I got to get out of here, you know, for a few days. And and she was, you know, she was shaken, you know. And that's just, it's all things like that that you know that start to you know build and build and build. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're dealing with other other things from you know, my mother in law's health. That's just you know all that stuff just starts weighing on you. And you know, my wife was really you know, not, you know, really not in a good place last night because, mm. uh, you know, all of that stuff just starts getting on your shoulders and just starts weighing, weighing you down, you know, I, and it, you know, and I've seen it even myself over the last month or so. And so, yeah, mm. and you know, you being so open on social media, I usually, I usually keep my personal to myself and st- stick with business, but, but, you know, when you're open, it does lead to others being open as well that, you know, about struggles. So, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, round mm. of applause to everything that, that you do for the community from that aspect too, not just the technical aspect is, uh, is super, is super helpful to everybody. Even if we don't say it, uh, you know, no. um, I know I've reached out to you about, about some things about, you know, we've got similarities yeah. in, in our family life with our kids that, you know, that, Indeed. Uh, that, you know, that, it always helps to hear things from others and others, you know, and how other people handle different things to find different approaches and find different ways to, to kind of keep a positive attitude. Cause I generally am one that tries to keep a positive attitude, but you know, there's some days that it's, mm. it's hard. <laughs> oh, completely. And sure. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That's lovely words to say about me. Yeah, I appreciate it so much, but uh, I enjoy it. And um, half the, half the battle sometimes is just listening for, for someone out there to have someone to listen to them and, and you to sit back and just hear them share how they're feeling and how it's affected them. And, uh, and every story is different. It's, it's all too tempting. Sometimes one of the lessons that I have to learn myself, sometimes somebody will be telling a story and I'll immediately instinctively want to jump in and say, Oh, I can relate to that. And I'm don't, don't do that. I'm cutting them off. Let them continue and, complete their story and share their perspective um that might be helpful at some point but it's it's so easy to turn it around and make it about you it's an instinctive thing but uh mm-hmm. but yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get we've already got a few members signed up for it i'll put the um the meetup link in in the show notes for this show as well we we start on march the 6th at 1800 hours 6 p.m gmt time in the uk i think that's uh, uh five hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time in the States and uh, yep. uh, Pacific Time. I think we're we're eight hours ahead of Pacific 
time. I'm, I'm getting quite good at this recently. Yeah, what's that's, helping that's, that's, is my that is that is correct. That is correct. I'm on Eastern time. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. Because my wife started doing um, some art courses, and she does a lot of um, Zoom calls, not Teams, um, <laughs> with with her <laughs> uh, her course that she does, um, and and a lot of hers are US based, and she keeps on asking me, uh, oh, uh, what's um pacific time again remind me peter and i so it's it's getting ingrained in my brain and uh <laughs> of course you got um asia pacific as well and also all sorts of different time zones so this is one of the great things about our worldwide community it brings us all closer together and, and mm -hmm. i absolutely love it yeah for sure yep i'll maybe sign up for that meetup thing because it's kind of like you guys were saying it's like um the one of the things i've kind of realized over the last few years is that it's uh you know everyone's got something right mm. and sometimes you're just kind of plodding along through life and then all of a sudden some event comes and slaps you in the face right and i guess certainly that kind of sounds like the kind of thing that your family just went through doing and i guess folks have to deal with to different degrees uh throughout their lives so it's good that in our little community we've got folks like yourself peter that are kind of putting themselves out there because i kind of try and balance that line between talking about stuff but not going into too much detail and that's just my personality and everything but hmm. when we've got someone like yourself peter that can start that discussion it makes it a bit easier right because i think that is one of the hard things it's just starting talking about stuff uh that a lot of folks struggle with especially mm -hmm. when we are so kind of technically focused right yeah definitely definitely it's it is it's it's easier for some people than others and uh i've got to give a big shout out to my to my co-host on that jess she's she's absolutely wonderful and uh she can uh, empathize with 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 many of the challenges that hopefully people will come to us and and share their experience with and we can just get some common ground and um and, and i think as we move forward i think each month we're going to have it on the first monday of every month um we'll, we'll maybe set a topic and at the end of each session we'll maybe put a poll out what what do you want the focus of next month's meetup to be do you want it to be about stress of applying for a new job or worry about losing your job or imposter syndrome or anxiety or depression or um and there's plenty to talk about plenty to talk about and uh and that's yeah. half the battle as i say just talking um so looking forward to it um looking forward to it uh, along with the other things like the security and compliance user group that we do with yourself and uh, Al Rue and uh, 10 songs that I do with the, my, my dear friend Stephen Rose uh, and uh, and there's, there's more to come as well I'm, I'm potentially going to end up doing some sort of sci-fi Star Trek related podcast at some point as well with somebody who okay. Azure introduced me to funnily enough Azure introduced me to somebody who's very successful in that space across the pond um really great guy called jeff aiken and um we, he and i talked the other night he gave me some great tips on how to get what i'm trying to do i'm you probably noticed if you follow me i'm really trying to increase the subscribers on this channel i, I, I really want us to get to a thousand because then it opens up so many options for things we can do in the in the toolbox and certain things we can do to improve things and it gets us a better reach as well and the, and the better reach we get and the more likes and subscribers we get then the more great content we're able to to produce we, we it really does help us a lot so as somebody successful as you're connected with me with him and uh and i said hang on i know that guy i follow him already on twitter he's the star trek um site. <laughs> got all these great podcasts so he gave me some if jeff if you happen to be listening uh thank you again so much and uh 
we'll, we'll talk soon, I'm sure, uh, about about doing something together. Um, so so God, God knows when I'm going to fit in my life and my day job around all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> Something's got to give at some point. I know when you do all this extra curricular activities, it's like, ah, the day job can wait. You know, that's that's not the, that's <laughs> not the fun stuff, right? The MVP stuff's the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Hey, though, Duane, the one thing I want to mention as we sort of get towards the end, because I'm mindful that we do have a hard stop tonight, um, is you mentioned at the start on your MVP journey recently, you uh, moved over to the new security category, which um, mm -hmm. I must admit is something that's crossed my mind as well. And I don't know if it's something you've done, Rue, or if it's in on your Yep, I'm security now. Yep. Oh, you are now, are you? So you I can both sort of comment on, on, on this to me. What what did you have to do to, to do that? What's involved? And did you consider going dual maybe? Or um, what, what led you to, to that journey? Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting question. So I was on uh, like the Microsoft 365 Defender private group as an MVP. <laughs> I had I had uh, joined that one, and mm -hmm. they actually put a f they they put out you know, essentially uh, you know they posted that if you're interested in recategorizing, you know fill out you know complete this form. <laughs> um, interesting, like you mentioned about being dual, I did ask to keep my Azure at the at the time um and uh and those of us that are mvps right now we're going through the renewal process right so for mm. this coming year uh i uh actually talked to my program manager last week uh because i was like you know they they did take my azure away when they recategorized me in security and we kind of went through my <laughs> uh my activities and I've been categorizing everything as security for like the last year, so mm. that's why I why they took my Azure away, even though some of you know. So so I was I became too security leaning essentially, so that's why I uh, mm. why I was moved into uh, security alone. Um, what uh, so we're working on getting my Azure back maybe in this renewal cycle. So uh, just you know, so fingers fingers crossed there. I did want to be dual, but but what I said yeah. was if I can't be dual, I want to be security because ultimately. Mm. That's my role right now in Atos. So, so there's you know there's a lot more uh, I think credibility saying that I'm a security MVP specifically rather than just an mm. Azure because we you know we get into all the you know the all the MDR uh, capabilities around you know around Microsoft and that you know that's you know the 365 defend you know, Defender 365 Defender for Cloud Sentinel all of that all falls into what we do so uh, so I definitely you know wanted to be that security so I jumped at that opportunity um, you know if uh, for those that are listening to this that are MVPs that want to be recategorized and are going through uh, the renewal cycle I recommend talking to your program manager you know, your local program manager uh, in mm. your in your region. And letting them know that that was one thing that that kind of came up uh, when we had like a renew, you know, tips for renewal call with the with the North American uh, program managers was if you you know if you if you want to be looked at for dual or if you you know if you want to recategorize get in touch with them and they can help guide you and and uh, give you you know give you your give you some feedback on what your activity looks like and what the likelihood is because what they do is they go through and they you know, they talk to the talk to the specific program managers around those areas mm. to see if that, you know, if you qualify for being an MVP in that category, essentially. So uh, so that's really what you, you know, really how you would do it, especially right now. This would be the time 
a you know, time to do it because we're in our renewal cycle uh, for uh, for 2023. Hmm. Yeah, I I went through the exact same process as you, Dwayne, uh, through the 365 Defender uh, customer connection program. Uh, and I guess shout out to Katie Reichman who was involved yes, in that. She did a great definitely. job. Yes, she was awesome. Dealing with, dealing with all these crazy MVPs saying, when's this happening? When's this happening? When's this happening? <laughs> yeah, and then bugging her. Yeah, bugging her. Yeah. Of, of what, yeah, what, what, is, is this done? Is it done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of impatience. Did I get recategorized? MVP. When am I going to see it in my portal? <laughs> yep. Yep. When can I put it on my social media? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's a shout out to her. She's great. Uh, and I'll tell you what, one, uh, one maybe final question for me in a way, Dwayne, just before we kind of wrap up here. And thinking back to your your work and your SE100 book, one of the interesting comments you made was the point that, you know, you can't, there's a reduced focus on the click-by-click guide, right? Because it's about theory and it's about general high-level understanding of stuff. Mm-hmm. In my mind, if someone doing this in day in, day out, that's maybe easier for me. But if someone is new to this, and they can't just go away and really lab it out like they maybe used to, right? They kind of have mm. to more understand the theory. Yes, do you have any just kind of final pieces of advice for folk going into the SC100 exam? That might, other than buying your book, because that's going to be advice number one, right? So, so what's <laughs> advice? I mean, if, if, if you're not somebody that knows a lot about Azure, it's good to kind of go through and kind of look at those mm. services, whether it's whether it's going through the Microsoft Learn modules or you know, the learn, learn docs or just use you know, just getting a free subscription and going in looking at, you know, th- looking at a lot, there's a lot around capabilities and how you would look at Microsoft Defender for cloud and provide recommendations for what to do within an architecture. Um, one of the things that, that I did within the book was instead of labs and exercises was, uh, was case study, like use case types type of scenarios and looking at those, you know, taking, taking mm. a scenario uh, that's, that focuses on outcomes based on that chapter so that you can kind of get your mind in that, in that area of, okay, this is the way I've got to think when it comes to, you know, comes to being a cybersecurity architect uh, and, mm. and what you need to look at, what serve and kind of what services are and, then back, you know, when we do in the chapter where I have like some sample questions, I also provide some potential responses to those to those use cases and those case studies. So, you know, finding things like that and just kind of finding, you know, some like real world use cases. You know, I know, you know, Microsoft probably, you know, you know, if you have access to you know, Microsoft, will have some different things to talk, you know, that kind of talk through how you would use certain services you know, in kind of some partner workshops and things, especially if you're, you know, if you're a Microsoft partner, looking at their partner workshops kind of does kind of a similar thing. It kind of takes you through a scenario and then how you do it from there. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, those case studies were nice. awesome. Awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really helped me a lot. I need, I need, I need, really I really, we really need Peter to do a commercial for my book. I think. Well, I have left you a very deserved... Yes, and yes, thank you very five much. Five-star yes, review, review on Amazon. Uh, which... the, the Amazon review is amazing. And, uh, and yes, thank <laughs> you very much for that. Nothing but the truth and nothing but love, my friend, and, and gratitude. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, it's a wonderful pleasure and a privilege to have you on the show again. Is there, is there anything else you, you'd like to say 
um, before we wind up, um, how people can connect with you, anything you've got coming up, and so on and so forth. Um, well, you got the you know my Twitter uh, handle is uh, is there with my name in the in the video screen. Um, you know you can find me on LinkedIn uh, just by my name. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, other than that, I'm always, always happy to hear and communicate, you know, if anybody has, you know, I'm I, you know, happy to mentor, you know, and discuss any aspects to, you know, becoming an MVP, becoming a AWS community builder, I don't, you know, uh, becoming, uh, you know, getting certified, you know, what, what kind of ask, you know, what resources are available for certain certifications. Uh, you know, those are, those are things that I enjoy doing and enjoy helping out. Um, you know, uh, don't, don't reach out to me and say, and say, Hey, can you get me to be an MVP or will you, will you, uh, will you recommend me to be an MVP as your first, first bit of, of ask to me? <laughs> I'm yeah. sure both of you have gotten those, gotten those DMs, oh, yes. but <laughs> you know, you, 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 know, you need, you need to, you need to do your time and, uh, and, uh, and be, uh, be a part of the community and I can give you, I can give you guidance on how to do that. Um, you know, so, mm. uh, those are some things, you know, if you, uh, one of the other things that I didn't mention was I took over a speaker mentoring site that, uh, that some other community members had done. And he had, uh, one of the, uh, one of the leaders of that, uh, didn't, um, wasn't able to carry on and ask for people to, uh, to step up and take over. So if you're looking to be, you know, get involved in speaking at user groups and things like that, you know, this, uh, this group, uh, we've got a group on LinkedIn. It's just, it's speaking mentors. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, we're working, uh, we're working to grow that group with more mentors, with more people needing mentors. Uh, and, uh, I'm using that also as a, as a, a way to get some speakers. I'm hosting, uh, I'm hosting a global Azure, Kind of group for the for this coming global Azure and trying to, you know, maybe get some new speakers, you know, mentored to uh, uh, to speak during that event uh, in May as well. Oh, amazing! Well, if you share yeah. anything that you're doing, that would be grand. Thanks again, Dwayne, so much. Rue, pleasure to be with you again, my friend. Do you want to take this one home and close out the show? Yeah, sure. I guess uh, again, thanks, Dwayne, for your time. Cheers, Peter. Good Thank catching up with you. And I guess I need to do the thing that you usually do best, Peter, which is go through all the social media <laughs> stuff. So you can, you know, uh, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us. Uh, that helps out our Google overlords, uh, algorithms and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also mm. find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, all that good stuff. And you can find us on Twitter as well. Just search for Cloud Conversations and we'll show up. So cheers. I guess we'll sign out, folks. Peter, Dwayne. Pleasure talking to you. Yep. Thanks for joining yes, us thank all, you both. everybody. Uh, again, uh, thanks for both. And we'll catch you down the road. See you later. Cheers, Bye now. Team. All right. Yep. Thank you.